Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to another Ask episode with Adam and Carissa on the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. We have three questions coming at you today, uh, questions that you guys asked, and we're here to try to answer them together. Yeah, so we have a pretty good lineup, and some of them are difficult, but we'll do our best. We'll have fun with it. So the first one is, um, we would, we'd like to know about how smells and spices have to do with intimacy. My husband and I have noticed how Solomon talked a lot about spices and wondered what the psychological benefits were as they relate to physical intimacy. This is an area we've been trying to learn and grow in. So, spices in the Bible. <clears throat> so we can learn a lot from Solomon just because there's a whole book on intimacy that sometimes we don't read. Yeah. Or we skip through because it's uncomfortable to how we want to like the narrative of the Bible we or want it to read or something. My favorite when people try to make it entirely a parallel between Christ and his bride or God and Israel. Yeah. And um, yes, it is a parallel, but they try to say it's only that and has nothing to do with an actual intimate relationship between a man and his wife. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't ring true, I guess, in my mind. I and mean, there is some parallels that can be drawn for sure. Sure. Um, but also we can't let everything else that he's saying be lost Yeah. in the sense of how a lover is supposed to love his beloved. Yeah. And so how a lover loves his beloved is described in so many ways throughout um, the Song of Solomon. In fact, we did some of the commentary in um, the Premier Study Bible. So there's a little promo for the Premier Study mm -hmm. Bible. Um, but if you look that up, you can see some of, some of our reflections on that and our studies on that. Um, but one of those ways, as this person mentions, um, is through the sense of smell. And actually, we're going to talk more about this in our um, live date night coming next weekend, next Friday. So a little plug for that. Yeah, a little plug for that. Um, but we're going we're gonna to address being present in the bedroom. And one way to be present is through uh, engaging the five senses. And so smell is just one of them. Mm -hmm. But really focusing on, um, you know, staying present, ladies especially, staying present with what you see in front of you, mm -hmm. um, what you smell, what you taste, what you hear, what you're touching. Um, and not just body parts, but textures in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really, really important important to be able to stay present because ladies, let's face it, we have spaghetti brains and we could be thinking about unloading the dishwasher and yeah. the emails that need to be returned while having sex. Um, and so to stay present, what? What? <laughs> uh, focus on the five senses. And one of those is definitely smell. Yeah. And, and like, kind of like 
work it back a little bit just to kind of like set the set the tone for what we're talking about. Um, whenever you're thinking about past, there could be a lot of hurt in the past. There could be a lot of good stuff in the past too. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go to the hurt, what is that going to do? It's going to close you off to the present. Yeah. Um, also, if you're in the future, which could tend to an anxiety, like anxiety mm-hmm. or other negative emotions, stress, worrying, is it going to hurt? Or um, is it? am I doing it right? Or there's so many different... Definitely all the what ifs. Yeah, all the what ifs. Yeah. Which that's that can help us into a place of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways of really enjoying the gift that God's given us, which is, you know, physical intimacy or sex, it's, it's meant to please us. It's meant, mm-hmm. I mean, why would God create us with all the, the ability to sense, right. right? Why did he give us taste buds? Well, he gave us taste buds in order for us to taste things and enjoy it. And it's pleasurable. I mean, yeah. So that's a, that's a big deal. So why did God give us the ability to enjoy a pleasurable experience with your wife or your husband? It's, it's there for our pleasure and for a mutual bonding experience. It's not just for procreation. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not just for procreation. It's for enjoyment. Right. And I think that's what Song of Solomon really does bring out mm-hmm. in very stark detail. Yeah. So experiment with it. Have some fun with the smells in particular, since mm-hmm. this person talked about smells. Mm-hmm. But light candles, get massage oils that smell good to you. That, you know, maybe it's a, a smell that makes you feel alive and awake, like mm-hmm. something that's more citrusy. Maybe it's a smell that makes you feel calm and at peace, like more of a lavender mm-hmm. smell. Um, maybe it's just the smell of your husband's cologne, mm-hmm. like just request that he puts it on or bring it to the bedroom and put it on him. And um, that can enhance your experience and help you stay present. Right. And it enhances our experience too, because it's a little bit different. Yes. Right. Like we enjoy novelty. That's Mm -hmm. why we don't like having the same breakfast, same lunch and same dinner every day for the rest of our life. (laughs) We like variety, right? After a while it starts getting bland and not as fun. And kind of just to put that into perspective, Mm -hmm. as long as you had all the nutrients there, right? And it was a well-rounded meal, you could survive off the same breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. yeah. But did God actually design it that way for us? Or why did he create the desire for us to have something new? Right. Yes. I mean, it seems like everyone that I know wants to actually have different you know, food. I mean, why not the same meal every single day? I mean, people and for can every go single meal you with know? the same. Yes, people can go with the same meal for a while, right? Yeah. Like we have some family members who will like cook the same meal for <laughs> lunch for months or for you dinner. You know who you are. <laughs> but but then they switch it up after a few months, yeah. you know, and and they want variety. They're looking for something new and exciting to incorporate mm-hmm. into that experience. And the same goes in the bedroom. Yeah. So I would say you know, be open to think about how can we make this different? Yeah. Um, so, and that's looking at the senses. Can we change the sheets? Can we, you know, like mm-hmm. change that up? Could you change up the smell, change up how it looks, the music, the music, yeah. how it sounds. So think about senses. And then actually when you're engaged in, um, intimate activity, um, that's also a time to be present, not remember present, uh, not in the future, not in the past, but mm-hmm. what am I seeing? What am I sensing? What am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And that will help you stay out of your head. Yeah. And there's a, there's so much more that we could say yes. about this. 
and we'll probably be much more free to talk about it um, during our uh, the monthly, monthly live, live date, date night. night. Yeah, so, so we're going to actually get into that, that um, a concept called Sensate and um, has to do with engaging the senses and safe touch. Mm-hmm. Um, so our first monthly live date night is actually coming up in just Very a week. Soon. Yeah. So Friday, September 11th, 5 p.m. Pacific time. It's a 90 minute date and um, it'll be live. We're going to be talking about your brain, your body and the bedroom. (laughs) And um, so it'll be 60 minutes of chatting on that topic and then 30 minutes of a live Mm -hmm. Q&A. And we would love to have you join us. We'll put the link in the show notes so that you can come join us. Um, But it's going to be a good time. And just because we know people ask... um, Oh, every single date or our episode will be recorded. So you'll have mm-hmm. a library of past events. So if you can't make it, you could always watch the reruns. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also a community forum on there, which we're going to get going. And it's it's going to be fun. Yeah. So you're going to want to be a part of this. Yeah. And I mean, shameless plug, because that's why we created it. Yeah. We want to help you build that part of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Our mission is to help you become intimately connected get adventurous and find purpose and God's uh, will for us in our relationship and our sexual relationship is to have all three of those things. Yep. Unblocked. Yes. Unblocked. It's, it's completely connected and vulnerable, um, trusted, intimate connection with your spouse. Because we know that that feeds into the other places of our life. Mm-hmm. So when we're connected, we're reaching our goals. We're we could trust each other. We can lean on each other. Yeah. There's so much more that we can do and be so much more effective in the kingdom of God and in our own lives and our parenting, everything. Mm-hmm. So that's why we focused on marriage and development of the self. And um, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about this. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So come join us. Click the link in the show notes. Yeah. All right. All right. Second Next question. question. <laughs> Jinx. All right. Second question. Let's see. Got so coffee. This one says, my friend has tried to talk to his wife about lustful temptation, but for her, that's an issue almost bordering on the line of the D word. Apparently he can't bring it up because she shuts down immediately. He says that she doesn't believe that Christian men struggle with lust or at least true Christians don't, which is a lie. We're not sure where she got it from. My friend wants an ally whenever he feels tested and wants to turn toward his wife as someone to help when he's feeling that lust might tempt him to have straying eyes. He obviously doesn't feel safe talking with her and it's beating him up. Are there any resources that they can both watch or read together to help her understand that guys being tested in the area of lust is completely normal and that as Christians, we need an ally in our wives to help not fall into temptation. So this is a really good question. And this actually comes up a lot Yeah. in sessions um, just with people incriminating themselves or the wife, like, are you serious? I never knew that. Or like just, mm-hmm. it comes up a lot. Or just feeling so ashamed of like someone's past or their thoughts and like obsessing over it. Like God is going to, um, you know, punish them forever. Right. Right. So I think we have to kind of define terms here. The first thing that we have to start with is we know that temptation, um, happens to everyone. Yeah. Remember that it's the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way. Mm-hmm. So we know that Jesus was tempted, but we also know that Jesus didn't sin. 
Right. So temptation is not a sin. It's temptation is that thought or that suggestion to, Hey, you know, that looks greener on the other side. You know, that doesn't that look good. So what's, what's not holy or what's not righteous, but it does look good to us. And the way Jesus was tempted was Mm -hmm. that, you know, Satan put the, the need in front of him, Right. you know, like he had him acknowledge his need for food. Mm-hmm. He was so it's something we hungry. want. Yeah, we wouldn't be tempted with something that we don't want. Right, right. right. So he tempted him after what forty days in the wilderness. Yeah. So, so Jesus was hungry at that point, and so food would have been a temptation, and it also wouldn't have been a temptation if if Jesus couldn't have turned the rocks into into bread. Mm-hmm. So. Jesus could have done that if he wanted, which would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Would have made it another great story in the Bible. <laughs> but, but he chose not to be, not to engage in that temptation. Right. And that's what I think James is talking about when it says that every person or every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Mm-hmm. Um, which is talking about we have that evil in our hearts or we have that desire in our hearts to do something with it. Yeah. So we have the temptation in front of us. It looks good, but we also have the other side of us that says, nah, and don't, that's kind don't of do the, that. That struggle that Paul, you know, talked about the good that I would, I do not, but that which I would not, that I do. Yeah. Right. And so I think this is just the classic, you know, flesh spirit battle. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus won but he's the only one that ever mm-hmm. won a hundred percent of the time. Right. You know, cause we're, we're all fallen. Right. Um, and so to say that true Christians don't struggle with lust, I mean, that's like saying true Christians don't, don't sin, don't sin, don't struggle with sin. Like, no, we're human. We all struggle with lust or with sin in general. And, um, and so the, the, you know, the question we want to ask ourselves is how can we prevent giving into that? Right. Um, yes. Once you, you know, looked upon a woman with lust in your heart, Jesus said, you've committed adultery mm-hmm. in your mind, in your but, heart. But so lust is the manifestation of, of the sin. Yeah. So tempted is just like, huh, you know, tempted is not the look. It's an acknowledgement. It's, it's the second look yeah. when, when, when you go into the lust of when you start doing something with the temptation. So, so temptation so, is the acknowledgement that there is an obstacle there. Right. So there's, yeah. there's something super beautiful over there. There's a woman that is super, super beautiful. And sure. Okay. So there you go. You acknowledge it. I would say that was, that's temptation. Right. So then it's your, the decision that you make after that, that's okay. Am I going to unclothe her in my mind? It's your response to the temptation yes, that yeah. I, do something with my imaginations that I fantasize on something. Mm-hmm. That's when it starts to become more than that's the lust. simple. Yeah. Yes. So that's when that lust is conceived. Mm-hmm. It says lust is conceived and bringeth forth sin. That's James one you read 14 and 15 together. You know, it's yeah. Every person's drawn, uh, drawn away is tempted when they're drawn away of their own lust and enticed. Well, and you know, lust once it's conceived brings forth sin and, and sin when it is finished brings, brings forth, forth death. death. Yeah. And so I think that's a key distinction. I know we're talking about terms, but that's important for you wife to realize and whoever else is listening or watching, um, realize that 
everybody is going to be tempted. We can't control what other people do or what Satan does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can't control that people walk across the street half Mm -hmm. naked and, you know, that you're going to acknowledge that. Yes, your response to it matters, but you are going to acknowledge it. Um, that's temptation. So, um, yeah, I think that's important to normalize temptation. Um, but then let's, let's be a body of Christ, whether it's your accountability partner in your brother or sister in Christ, or if it's someone in your, your spouse where you want to be able to confide in them. Um, but we need to, you know, we need to be able to come alongside each other and be the body. There's so many more like caveats and like Mm -hmm. particulars because we've had, some clients that confess everything, sure, which then starts to become a trigger for the spouse. And then every single time they're out, they're like thinking is, is my husband or is my wife like, you know, looking at all these people and then it feeds someone's insecurity and then I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful. You know, is this, um, most of the time, this is our battle with, with ourselves mm-hmm. and in that sanctification process. Yeah. Oftentimes I don't have to bring my wife into that to, you know, feed your well, insecurity. It's important to confess your faults one to another yes. and pray one for another. Yes. Um, but that doesn't always have to be your spouse over and over if it's going to be a trigger point, especially if there's mm-hmm. been broken trust. Yep. Yep. And so like, you know, if you're trying to work through your temptations um, and your response to those temptations with less and you're triggering your spouse mm-hmm. over and over, have an accountability partner separate from your spouse um, that your spouse agrees upon so that you are growing through this without triggering your spouse yeah. over and over. And I found that um, generally a lot of the people that I know we're bad at confessing our faults one to another. Yeah. Especially Just, in the church. Yeah. We're, yeah. we don't, we don't acknowledge that verse and apply that very much to our lives. And I would, I would implore all of us, you know, it's not a battle to be fought by ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's a lot against us, but you know what? We are, we are victorious. We are overcomers. Mm-hmm. And we know that one puts a thousand, but to 10,000, it's exponential. So yes. when we link in with other people and other brethren and other uh, sister, <laughs> I was trying to think of the other, yeah, we know that that's where, that's where that power lies. Yes. So we'd encourage you, um, link in, confess mm-hmm. your faults, talk about it, strengthen each other. Yeah. Um, and that's the way that we're going to be victorious in this battle. And as far as resources go for, um, you know, battling this or, you know, engaging in this battle. Well, um, there are resources on our website. And so go there, check it out. It's our resources page at the top and we've got lots of books. We have our summary and like what we have to say about each book and then links to it. Yep. And if you want further help too, we'd be remiss not to say we help a lot of people with this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, reach out if you need help, more help on this. Okay. One last question. Hey guys, I have a question that I, cannot find the answer to anywhere. Um, How do I handle a spouse that is angry, very, very angry, um, just about everything, and borderline abusive that doesn't seek the Lord? My life is, it feels miserable right now, and I just, I just need something to hold on to. Hmm. So that's, a difficult question. 
Um, and I think it's difficult because we can't ask more questions. Yeah. So we're going to have to kind of broad brush, um, some things. Um, so kind of in generalizations because, uh, this is a very specific thing that would probably have to really be careful about. Mm -hmm. So kind of like there's our disclaimer. Sure. So to kick things off, um, you mentioned, I'm talking to the gal who left this, um, this message, you mentioned that, um, you know, he's very angry and borderline abusive. It's important for you to make sure that you have your own boundaries in place. Okay. We'll talk about hope and we'll talk about healing, but first let's talk about protection. Yeah. Okay. Um, regardless of any kind of abuse, whether it's physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, you are a child of God and you were not created to be subjected to somebody in that way. You, you're not something, you are someone. And so you're um, not an object. Yeah. You're a subject and you're not a doormat. Mm-hmm. And so, um, having your boundaries in place is going to be so important. What is a boundary? It looks like this. If you blank or if blank occurs, I will blank. It's just saying I have a standard and I will respond this way if this line is crossed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you are cruel to me with your language, if you say, if you, if you call names, I will remove myself from the room. You know, if, and you said borderline abusive, I don't know if that's physical um, or emotional. Right. But if, if you lay a hand on me in, um, in a forceful way, I will leave the home. Yeah. I've also heard people say, I will call the cops. Yes. Yeah. Because if, if, if you're fearing for your life or there is physical, you know, punching, like God's not called you to be a punching bag. That's right. Um, so that's when you call the cops and yeah. I've heard a lot of therapists say that. Yeah. And, and they, the one I remember clearly saying this said that they only needed to call the cops once and that's not threatening with that. That's just doing that. Yeah. It's protection. It's a boundary. It's just saying like, Hey, if this happens, here's what I'll do and do it. Make sure you follow through. Otherwise, you know, it just becomes a threat. Right. And that might be a little controversial, but it really depends on what's happening, but there's no excuse for physical abuse or verbal abuse or verbal abuse. Yeah. And so you need to have those, if this happens, then I do this Yeah. and you need to feel safe. Um, mm-hmm. that's a, that's, it has to happen. Right. Um, so let's, you know, kind of transition a bit. Let's talk about hope. Okay. Mm. Um, so is there hope? Absolutely. There is hope. God can do a lot. And so you pray for this man, you shine your light and show him what a beautiful life with Christ looks like. Mm-hmm. You continue praying, you continue upholding your standards yeah. and God can do a great work in him. Now God is a gentleman and he's not going to force himself on anyone. Right. And so if this person, if the, your husband, um, doesn't respond well, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a two way street. And so you're, um, you know, you're not going to be able to 
have an intimate connection and live a life pleasing to the Lord as a couple without him being on board. It does take his human will submitting to God's will. But we've seen a lot of people with anger Mm -hmm. um, helped and turn their marriage around, turn their life around. Generally, I've seen anger is just a response to powerlessness. When they don't feel powerful, they don't, they feel out of control. They, they lose it in order to try to gain control. Yeah. Right, they get louder in order to submit whatever is, you know, mm-hmm. or or kind of assert their power or authority um, on something else to have that bit of control. Especially mm-hmm. if their external world is out of control, they'll force it on the internal world. Yeah. So or their house. So there are strategies. There are there are ways of of turning this around. But of course, he needs to be on board, mm-hmm. and that's a big, huge like. You, ha- you probably need counseling. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's where your boundaries come in too. Mm-hmm. Like if this happens or this goes on or you blow up again, you know, then I will. And then yeah. insert counseling or whatever. I will request whatever. counseling. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to be firm. You can't be wishy-washy mm-hmm. with those. You have to stand up for yourself because you are a child of God. You are God's uh, jewel. You're God's mm-hmm. masterpiece. You're royalty. You are royalty. And, he, and and no one can treat a king and a priest in that way. Yeah. So we want to encourage you, stand your ground um, and do what you need to do to, to bring that balance back mm-hmm. in your life. Know who you are and stand true to that. Yeah. I hope that helps. Um, it's very difficult speaking these, these situations mm-hmm. when there isn't... Um, when we don't know more about the situation yeah. and we, we haven't, you know, fleshed that out. So, um, hope that's been a blessing. So thank you so much, you guys, for the questions you've submitted. We, um, count it an honor to come alongside you in this way. And we're going to try to do more ask episodes. Yes. I think every time we do an yes. ask episode, we say, we're going to try to do this more. Well, we, I think we enjoy just the, the free talking about the issues yeah it it feels more like counseling actually Mm -hmm. so please continue to submit your questions um via speak pipe if possible um it's great to be able to hear your voice and come alongside you in that way so we love you all we hope to um have you join us for monthly live date night yeah if you haven't do it it's gonna be really good yes we really do it really all right take care Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.